He will never ever stop loving you. Amen. Understand that. Amen. Awesome. But we gotta recognize how that love operates, guys. Listen. Let's we sit down and say, Oh man, God loves me. And it's awesome he does. Ah. Oh. And sit there. And don't let the love of God change your lives. Understand God is love. I, I said, he is an awesome God. But he will he will annoy you. He will make you feel terrible. You get to the point that man I don't even want to listen to the word of God. I feel so bad when that's because he loves you enough. He will not let you purposely on your own walk into hell without Him trying to save you. Understand that, church. Understand that today. Time is short, okay? Listen to what the Lord says today. We hear rumors right now of World War III going to start, okay? Well, God said the war started 2,000 years ago when He declared against Jesus, or Jesus declared against the devil and defeated the devil. But then He has enlisted each one of us. Those who call upon the name of the Lord, you are in the army of the Lord. He's entrusted that to you and I. Amen. So we look around now at the enemy. He's running rampant, is he not? But yes. well, where's the army of the Lord at, he says? Where are they at? Where are they at today? Oh, he said, now, wake up, church. Wake up. Amen. I'll tell you what, there's a big divide going in the churches today. And I praise the Lord for it because we're getting rid of the works. Understand that. Today, we, we didn't come in here. The, the Methodist Church had another great big divide, big separation, because there are true believers in the church will not embrace the lies of the devil. So they're breaking off. Praise God for that. Man, we don't need that kind of stuff in the church, do we? We can't embrace sin in the church. Amen? But to ask you today, God says, Who are you? Are you not the temple of the living God? Why are you embracing sin in your life and saying it's okay? Amen? Amen. Get rid of it. Amen. You've been indoctrinated by people around you. And you loosen, soften the Word of God. Embracing sin in your own life and saying it's a new standard. Things are different. God has changed. He said the way to the sin is death. Separation with God now and for eternity has not changed it. Oh, I'll tell you what. Everyone is going to give an account to the Lord someday. Now this isn't here to scare you. Is The Word of God is convict you to turn away from your sins and embrace Him. It's total win. I mean, can you imagine calling up the Marine Corps to go in and fight the army to go fight somewhere and they say, oh wait, this is Friday. Call me back on Monday. Now I've got this plan and this plan and this plan. And I tell you, Somebody, sometimes how we operate in our own lives as the Lord. He calls you, convicts you, or, or lays a, a prayer concern on your heart. Or I need you to go see this person or that person, and we put them off. Time is short. He is coming back. And I'll tell you what, we have to recognize the signs of it, but we got to look at ourselves. Look at ourselves, guys. Uh, same with myself. Look at myself. God, do I really love you? I mean, I'm, my wife loves me because she keeps trying to give me all these vitamins and stuff, okay? And she'll tell you sometimes she'll go out on the, on the kitchen counter and the, the pills she gave me the day before are still there and today's pills are still there. Now, I can't tell which pills to take, okay? She doesn't do that to punish me. She does it because she loves me. But I have that ability either take those pills, my vitamin E and B and 12 and all that stuff, or leave it alone. 
Now, if I don't take it, I can walk around and say, oh, man, my, my wife can be invited all the time. I'm, I don't fall on top of you guys. <laughs> how you feeling? Oh, man, I'm telling you, how am I feeling? My wife gives me all these vitamins every day. I get B12 and 412 and 612 and all kind of stuff, you know. It takes me, whoo, I tell you why, she gives me all this stuff. Oh, wow, he must be pretty healthy, okay? But then you see me going... <laughs> And you're going to say, well, tell me, Stark. What, what's the name of the vitamins that you're taking? Because we don't want it. <laughs> Amen? Amen, right. She has to offer it to me. I have to receive it and take it. And it will do what it's supposed to do in our lives. And folks, we got to watch out for ourselves the same way when it comes to the Word of God. Hope they got a Bible here somewhere. Awesome. 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 Anything you need, Awesome. But it's to consume it, to take it in, let it change our lives. Otherwise, it's not doing any good. Number one, you're claiming Christianity or follower of Jesus, but spiritually, you walk around like this. And people are watching us. We're supposed to be a witness. Amen? Time is short. People are going to hell. But God has given us the authority. In the Son, Jesus' name, the blood, the Word of God. But He can't change our heart without letting Him do that. And our hearts has to be changed to the point, number one, we honor Him in our life. Number one, we say we worship Him. That's day in, day out, at home, wherever we're doing. And then the burden I have for lost souls. And I'm ready for Jesus to come. We play a song all the time at home, Come, Lord Jesus, come. Amen. But I tell you what, I don't want Him to come. Because there's more people out there headed to hell. They're living a life the same as I did at one time. And I was convinced I was headed to heaven. In fact, it would be a safer chair for me probably. I was convinced that way. But someone had enough guts one time to tell me the truth. They broke through my ego. Broke through my self-righteousness. I heard it. I heard the word. I heard the need I had. And it come, well, come from my wife all the time. But come from a couple of folks that they were so joyful, so uplifting, and they had nothing. I found out, like the Beatles were right. Money can't buy you love. Only Jesus can. And folks, I'm bored of my... I won't bore, I'm not saying boring, but my testament 23 years ago, I fell in love with Jesus. I met him. I met him. And I ain't been the same since. Because the Spirit of God in there. But folks, us the same way, the stimulation. Listen, I've only got 97 scriptures for today. But I want to encourage you this here today. And remember, God is here to encourage us. Wherever you're at in life right now, whatever you did last night, yesterday, you know, if you fell away from the Lord, you're not falling Christ. Not, hey, listen, this is a new day. Understand that. He's ready. His arms open wide. Say, come on back. Come on back. Okay? But, but listen, come on home. But leave that stinking stuff outside. Think of that. Leave that stinking stuff outside. So we want to come to Christ. We want to feel good. Oh, yes, Lord. So come on, man. Come on. Come in. And you start coming and you want to bring your favorite sins with you. They don't work. Gentlemen, you ever been out in the barn or outside working, doing stuff? Oh, 
all and, and the missus inside you clean the house up woo, and you start to walk in you know you got cowboy on your boots or you got whatever on they say they want to say hey! don't you dare come in here without stuff on your boots who do you tell me this is my house I pay for it And there's like a big freezer just turn on your house. It's so cold. Oh my. After a while you realize, okay. <laughs> you take your boots off. Hey honey, give me a give me the mop, will you? Okay. Hey, you wanna go out to dinner tonight? Okay. You realize what you probably did. You realize like, oh the mantra and else it, it shut things down. And put you the same way. Of God, it's a free gift of salvation. So, listen, I'm going to exchange my life for your sinful life. Okay, we're going to switch. I already paid the penalty. Now, when I do that, you're going to die yourself, and we'll live through you. Why, Jesus? Because you want to give me a, a new house, a new car, a big bank account, all this stuff? No. Come work through you. To each other lost souls. Now he might add all this stuff on you. God bless his children, right? I'm not speaking against that. Because money, the more money you got, the more you can do for the Lord. So don't get me wrong on that part in there. Don't if you drive a new Corvette in the day, don't feel bad about it. Just give me the keys. <laughs> but he didn't just die on the cross for prosperity of finances. You know, and during your praise and worship today, crying out for our children again, our children's children. Woo! I'll tell you what, corporate prayer. Last Sunday we had an awesome prayer time for Israel. Wednesday night we did. We're finding out that more of the kids are being rescued, people are being released. Oh, the angel of the Lord has been dispatched, you know. Not just because of us, but united prayer. Remember, one can call to a thousand, flee two, ten thousand. I'm telling you what, powerful body of Christ. Amen. Amen, sister. You're right. That birth has to be inside of us. As a born again Christian, his spirit is in our life. And for some of us, we're almost to the point where that flame is almost down to an ember. It still is a little bit, getting smaller. Why? Because the things of life is, is getting you down. We're not remembering who we are in Christ Jesus. You're letting people around you. Influence your life. And Jesus Christ should be our influence. Our eyes should be on Him. I mean, soon He's coming. Whatever we're going through is going to be over with for long. Folks, I mean, the good news I believe is truly is it's going to get a lot worse till He comes. Everybody's waiting for this thing to flip around. It's not going to happen. And my spirit, I really believe as the world goes, it's not going to turn around. But I'm telling you what, the church is going to engage in a battle like never before. I'm telling you what. And we have souls out there victorious. But I'm telling you what, the devil ain't going to give them up easy. And I tell you, the more we pray, the more we're going to see, the more we share the gospel, the more we say, Jesus, take over my life, more and more stuff is going to come against you. Are you prepared for that? Are you ready for that, church? Now, don't answer quickly. I mean, I appreciate your honesty there. But are you ready? Do I want to lose? No, I don't want to, but am I ready for it? God said to provide my needs. He'll meet my needs. Actually, this. 
What would you give up today to save my kid? What would you give up today to rescue my son or my grandson? My granddaughter? Is there a limit on it? Think about it. Seriously, just think about it. Because the way the things go, and I'm not, you know, so which son is it? No, I'm just using it as a general reference. I understand that. Amen. Ryan's okay. But you've been through some storms sometime, haven't you, son? Yeah. Were you in that boat going back and forth about ready to sink? Amen. And was I ever there, Carol? Yeah. I was a captain of my boat, okay? I was in the water hanging on. The thing of it is, I got rescued. And we see time and time again, and we share it all the time, is that a lot of times those that you're praying for, those that are nearest in your heart, they won't listen to you. Because they know your past. Or they know you, they know you today. I don't want to be around Gail. Oh, she talks about Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Okay? So we pray for someone else to come across their path. The Scripture says pray for the workers. The harvest is plenty, but the workers are few. God send somebody across this person's path. And he'll do, he'll do that <laughs> at the same time across your path. He'll send somebody else. Someone else's son, daughter, granddaughter, loved one. Anyway, across your path. And the Holy Spirit will tell you, okay, this is the one. Well, what do I say? Well, as you study the Word of God, the Word of God will come back to you. But the Holy Spirit will lead you in what to say. Think of that, guys. Think of that. That's the kind of army that we're in. That's the kind of army that we're in. There's nothing, there's nothing the body of Christ cannot do. You know, and he, truly He is waking up this church. He's saying, are you for me? Or are you against me, the Lord says. It's not our life. It's not our life anymore. That's what it means to follow the Master. We take time, we look at what happened to Jesus here on the earth. I mean, mm. you know, yesterday Ohio State had a football game. They played Penn State. Now, I've never been to Ohio State Stadium for a game. Okay, they said like one hundred five thousand people was there. Can you imagine? Wow. Ryan, what's it like a Ohio State football game? What, oh, we got this, we got security here, we got this, and we got all this kind of stuff to do. And you got to get in there, you got to have a clear bag to carry in, you can't bring alcohol, all this stuff. Oh, wow, I've never, I've never been there before. I'm just curious what it's like to get there. Well, it's the same way with our walk with the Master. You know what I'm saying? Well, what's it like to walk with Jesus? Well, what does it mean? Well, I'm telling you what, uh, and we can tell, well, I can tell you, most of you can tell me the same way. I'm sorry, I keep walking behind you. You got to sit back here the rest of us. No. He said, when I got born again, boy, my eyeballs were open to the beauty of God's Word. I fell in love with my wife like never before. I mean, just everything started over again. Awesome. I just on fire. Fire for the Lord. Oh, man. Someone said, that's what I want, too. I said, well, you can't. She's my wife. <laughs> you know? 
But then I gotta tell you, friends left me. I wasn't invited to parties anymore. People just shunned me. Thought I was better than they were. But that's what happens to Jesus. You don't follow him, you're gonna be persecuted. People are gonna hate you. They're gonna hate you so much, but they they need you so much. They need you. You got to be convinced that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. That He rescued people from, from the grips of the devil. We have to be convicted of that, that He is. He is who He says He is. And that we are willing to lay our life on the line for other people, for Christ to live through us and bring more into the kingdom of God. You know, the Bible says, now, look first. Count the cost. Count the cost. Now myself, I didn't really count the cost. I gave my life to Christ. I just knew I needed Him. You know? Then as we walked with Him, it's like the honeymoon thing. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you fall in love and you got honeymoon going on for quite some time and then eight or nine months later you start hearing, put that toilet seat down. <laughs> okay? Okay, okay, honey. <laughs> Is that your underwear laying on the floor? <laughs> you know? But it starts, okay? But that's... but Okay. We're sharing our life. So I need to yield to her. And she yields to me. With Christ, it's, it's a, as you walk with Him, when you know you need Him and you turn your life to Him, He just starts changing you. You know, we've been married 47 years. We are, we are different people today than we were when we got married. Better, better people, I would say. We understand people more, each other more. I'm not as big-headed as I used to be. You know what I'm saying? And compromising, you know. But with Jesus, we get so used to compromising, you know, to let's keep the peace. Here, honey, you have the remote, okay? But then we try to apply that to everything in our life. And we cannot compromise the Word of God. Understand that. That's one thing we cannot compromise. It has to come in. And you have, I don't understand this. But surrender to them. You've got to have that relationship with them. And how do you get that? By hanging out with them. Amen. By being in prayer and reading His Word. And like the song you guys was leading us, you know, God, God loves us. I heard before, uh, I don't know which preacher it was I listened to one time, and I said it here before, but God cannot love you anymore. He can't love you any more than He already does. Think of that. You know, again, the devil will come in and he'll try to destroy you or get in your head. But the Holy Spirit will come also. The difference is, the devil comes in and brings condemnation upon you. But the Holy Spirit comes and brings you conviction. Mm. And you're getting convicted of things in your life. And you're around people saying, oh, it's okay, man. You know, it's cool. You really need to find other people to hang around in your life. Okay? To be close friends. You know, I mean... We're in the world, but not the other world. But make sure the ones that you hang out with are those that are going to be encouraging you, and you're encouraging them. That's the only way we're going to survive this. But in, in Matthew 24, verse 4, and you're very familiar, I'll read it to you. You've heard it about a thousand times before, and who knows, it might be the last time before it happens, I don't know. <coughs> it says, Jesus was sitting on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately saying, Tell us, when will these things happen? And what will be the sign of your coming 
and the end of the age. Now, he didn't say the end of the world. The end of the age, the church age. See, there's a difference there. People get that mixed up a lot. Mm. What's going to be the end of the age? Or maybe say, of your coming, Lord, for the church. He said, and Jesus answered and said to them, See to it that no one misleads you. Woo! So that means there's a lot of misleading going on out in the world, right? He's talking to his church, his body right now. Don't let people mislead you. How can they mislead us, Lord? I mean, there's only 12 of us, you know? Is it you going to mislead me, Dixie? Mm-hmm. But he's speaking to us today, 2,000 years later. For many will come in my name saying, I am the Christ, and mislead many. He said, well, how can that happen? How can so many people come? You ever hear about wolves in sheep clothing? Yeah. They're infantilizing a church like crazy. People claim to be a follower of Jesus. And you get them around folks who never know nothing about the Lord. Look how well they're going to be, how quick they'll be deceived. There's organizations out there today. The poor folks who belong to them believe that they're Christians. But they're not. Mormons are one of them. Jehovah's Witness? Pastor, you can't say that. Yeah, I'm telling you right now. They've been deceived. The Christ that they represent is not the Christ of the Bible. Understand that. Uh, one believes that they're him and Jesus and uh, Lucifer was brothers. Others believe, uh, one of them believes that there's not a try on God. And he says, we got to check it out. Well, you don't have to check it out, but that's what's going on. And so when you encounter one of them, say, hey, brother, what's going on? Hey, you're not my brother in Christ. <laughs> you know, let me, let me tell you. And then as you know the Word, you can sit down and have dialogue with them and show them the Scriptures. Say, well, what do you think about this and this here? And, uh, and that's where a lot of... That's where a lot of separation among your friends will take place. But folks, we do it out of love. Amen? It's all about love because we've been deceived, but we've all been deceived at one time or another. I truly believe that. You'll be hearing of wars and rumor of wars. See that you're not frightened, for those things must take place. But that is not yet the end. For nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. We see the kingdom of God. Raising up above the kingdom of Satan. You see it right now. You see the nations fighting for power. And in various places there will be famines and earthquakes. But all these things are merely the beginning of birth pains. Now we see these increasing more and more and more. I know some people say, yeah, it's always been that way. It has never been this so much together at one time. Famines are here. Look at the drought. Look at the water drying up out west. I mean, how much more do we need to know that, hey man, we're in the fourth quarter. We've got two minutes to go. And Johnny Unitas is still on the field. You know, we're in the, we're in the fourth quarter. Two minutes to go and Jesus is still in control. Amen? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, he is. He is control. But we never got to forget that he gave us control also. God is in charge of everything. He's in his hand. But inside of that, he gave control to you and I. God works through us. Always remember that. God cannot do anything on this earth unless He works through us. Why? Because He gave us the authority back in the garden. He gave mankind the absolute authority on earth. And what did we do in the garden? We gave it to Satan, right? Spend it to him. But what did the Master do when He came back? He won it back. Now, as we receive Jesus, when we surrender our life to Him, boom! We have the authority back again. Think of that. You know, we have a lot of misconceptions out there saying, well, you know, the Bible says that God knows the number of days He ordained for each one of us. Right? Okay. Well, number one, He says also, I know the plans I have for you. Plans not to harm you, but to prosper you. All right. Awesome. But this plan only takes place with a roadmap. It's called the Bible. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. We can shorten our life on earth, you know. And I come close to it a few times driving my car I used to back in the day. You know, people say, oh, well, God, then He gave me free will. You know, we got to look at that. So with that free will, we got to realize that people can do what they want to do. But look at the authority we have of a Christian. We intercede and pray, oh Lord, dispatch your angels around. Oh, and just, we just bind that spirit of stupidity, that spirit of alcohol, and why is bound God? Send somebody across their path right now, they'll speak life into them. Wow, we can do that. Oh, it's not over with. But again, it goes back to us as a soldier. Do we have a heart for that? Do we want to really see the enemy bind in people's lives and people be set free? Or do we hold grudges in our life? Oh, Lord, I know you want me to pray for that person, but I just can't do it. Do you realize what they did to me? Well, God knows exactly what he, they did to you. Breaks God's heart, it breaks his heart. But truly greater he that's in you than he that's in the world. So, okay, let's, let's love them. And, well, I'm not going to be around them. He said, love them. You're going to pray for them. Amen? That's so important on that part. Mm. Said, then they will deliver you to tribulation and will kill you and you will be hated by all nations because of my name. Wow! You want to sign up and join? Amen. Think of that. Think of that. You have to be really convicted and, and be committed to the Lord to say yes to this. But otherwise, oh yeah, that's cool, man. I'm going, I'm, going, I'm going to do it because you know what? I love that fawn that you make. Oh, man. And that church has the best soup they make all the time. Okay? And so people come in, they come in, and, uh, and nothing wrong with eating. You're wrong. But man, the minute. You can't find them nowhere. They're not committed to the Lord. They're only out there for a ride. And folks, that will not get you through. Oh, it will not get you through. He says, because of his namesake. Why do you do what you do with Jesus? You give me this uh, Don't talk to me about Jesus. You asked me, didn't you? I'm just telling you, Christ made a difference in my life. He forgave me my ugliness, my sins. All oh, the world hasn't forgave me yet. Maybe that's where you're at. Oh, they, they bring your past up all the time. 
Okay, my past is my past. But I know who has my future. That's Jesus Christ. That gives me the strength, you know? And again, the ones... And if anybody see The Blind, the movie The Blind, if you ever get a chance, please go see that. I love it. I love the man back when that guy who made fun of him, he used to party with all the time, and made fun of him, come to Phil's house. It's about Duck Dynasty. Come to his house and try to get him a party, even go call him names and stuff. Phil was born again. He stayed true to the gospel. Four months before that man died, he called Phil when he talked to you. See, Phil had something living in him that he, no one else in his, his family around him had. That was the truth. Phil took him out like he would always do in a boat fishing. The hunting ducks, what was it, man? Do you remember? Duck blind, okay. And he shared the gospel. That man surrendered his life, truly surrendered life to Jesus. And four months later, he was dead. Phil could really, really say, ah, get out of here. Remember the name you called me, made fun of me? 40 years ago, whenever it was? No. Because he knew that's, that's the desire of every Christian is to share the gospel. And don't let things that people have said to you stop you because it's the spirit behind them. Satan wants to shut things down. But he says that at that time, many will fall away and will betray one another and hate one another. Many will fall away during these times right now. Fall away from the truth. Fall away from, from, from God's love. God never stops loving us, but we turn it off. Think of that. Fall away. And you see that's taking place. Amen? You see that? I mean, we talked about it earlier, but a lot of the churches are, are dividing right now because Satan got his feet into the pulpits, into the boards, and they changed things. Oh, God, I pray their eyes are open. I do not want to be them standing there for God. Amen. Mm-mm. Many false prophets will arise and will mislead many. Because lawlessness has increased, most people's love will grow cold. Yeah. Love for a fellow man. Love for God. Jesus says, hey, do you love me? And we say, oh, we love you, Jesus. We love you. Okay, well, keep my commands. Well, you mean He'll only love me if I keep the commandments? He's telling you His love is wrapped up in the commandments. And what is it? Love one another? Love God with all your heart, mind, and soul? That's where he experiences love. But if we don't, if we're not following Him and listening and, and obeying Him, and now, I know we can get in the habit of saying, well, I said a prayer, you know, 40 years ago, 50 years ago, which is awesome, you gave your life to Christ. But if that's all you've ever done, you don't have a stimulation in your heart in your spirit, to be in prayer, to read the Bible, to be in fellowship. If you don't have that, he's all right. I'm not saying you can't come because there's things in the world that you got to do sometimes. you got to check yourself because remember Revelation, he says, of the church of Laodicea, thank you, thank you. He <laughs> says, I wish you were either hot or cold because you're lukewarm. I'm going to spit you out. 
Then he says this, but the one who endures to the end, he will be saved. The one who endures. That means you have to go through the whole race with him. Understand? The one who, who's there beside him and allow him to use you. Those who endure to the end shall be saved. And you know the devil's out there wanting to trip you up. Understand that. He wants you to fall, okay? He wants you to walk away. He wants you to be lukewarm. Think of that. He don't care. Grab your Bible and read it. Okay. Sing a song. He don't care. Do what you want to. But the minute you open your mouth up around somebody and give God the glory for something, when you start testifying to people, you start showing God's love, that's what He hates. That's what He hates. You know, I have a problem myself when I encounter people who claim to be a follower of Jesus and they tell me, well, you don't have to go to church to be a Christian. I want to spit so bad. Tell me that you're lazy. Just tell me I don't want to come to church because my show's on TV. Folks, again, don't let that get in your head. There's times you can't come to church. Amen? There's times, like today, some folks got family functions they had to go to, they want to go to. Go to it. Why? Because you're taking Jesus into your family. Amen? So you have that desire. You can't come to church if you had surgery. You can't come to church because you're sick. But you have that desire. I was home about a month ago. I wasn't feeling good. But my head, oh, 10 o'clock, praise and worship. Okay. My head was going through what it was doing here. Had that desire. But God didn't call us to stay home on the couch and watch it on TV and not be engaged with one another. Understand, that's lukewarm. If, I mean, He didn't call us. Again, I have nothing against TV preachers. Bible study people on TV. That's awesome. I mean, I'll go home tonight. I'll watch a couple of them probably. I got recorded. Man, I always, want, I always listen to someone. What's God saying to them? And I'll tell you what, 99.9% we're on the same topic because of the Holy Spirit. Amen? But we, we need to be out and be engaged with one another. Watch over one another. But he said, because of all this increase, but the one who endures to the end, following the Master, not giving up. He said, this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all nations, and then the end will come. Think of that. The end will come. This being the, the lukewarmness, what we have to watch out for and stay away from. Romans 10.13 he tells us, it's written there, he says, Now, all those who call upon the Lord shall be what? Amen. You know how you knew that? Because you've read your Bible. You've heard that. All those who call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Now, the context is that, that when we call upon the Lord, when we call upon a, a Savior, God help me and save me. Your eyes have been opened. You recognize that man, you're a sinner. You recognize all the things you've done against God. Your heart is breaking. You don't, you're sick and tired of the way that you are. You're tired of the way you treat people or how you've been treated because, because, because you're just, pfft. the world will say, you, you say, well, I just know good. I just, oh, I need a savior. 
And you call upon the Lord, and I'll tell you what, here He comes. I'm going to save you, but in order for that to take place, i got to be your Lord. See the difference? He said, well, yea to those who call Him Lord and Savior today. Everyone will bow a knee and call Him Lord someday. But Lord and Savior. It'd be like if you was out in the Muskingum River right now, you jump, you fell in, and you float, oh, save me, save me. And I jump in my rope, and I wrap around you, pull you up the shore. Oh, man, thank you, man. Thank you for saving you. You're welcome. That's cool, man. How do you know how to do that? Well, I had training. Oh, that's cool. All right. Oh, man. And I'm talking to you. Oh, yep. You jump back in the water. What are you doing? Oh, you already saved me, man. I'm saved. <laughs> no, you're not. See what I'm saying? And we do that. You know, if that actually took place, and you're walking with me, and you get ready to jump in again. No, hang on. Remember what it was like the last time down there? Okay? And th- that's what we need to do from those who gave their life to Christ. we got to say, oh, write their name down. Boom. It's encouraging. Because what happens? What the Bible says? It says a dog returned back to the vomit. And will devour it. And we have folks ourselves to help us not go back to that vomit. We're going to find our, our lives being right back where it was before we come to Jesus. And the sad part of it, some people are convinced that, that what you've been rescued from, now you, you pray the Lord, yes, come to my life. And then you step back into the same lifestyle that you're okay because you're saved now. And it's a lie. Man, I know, it's getting late. But we've got, we got to want it. Cry out to God, God, give me that thirst for you again. You know? Maybe you find yourself, you're lukewarm. I'll talk more about it next week. The best thing to start is get back in the Word of God. Remember the day that you were on fire for the Lord. What happens? What life happens, right? I mean, we can get busy. And hey, listen, uh, I can't pray this morning. This afternoon, I get home, I'm going to pray. I get home, I'm like, start getting a washing machine's not working. Oh, man. Mm-mm-mm. And the next thing you know, maybe it's two days, three days. And start losing that. You know, that desire. You know, I did a Bible study one time and said that we were born addicted. And we were born addicted to God. Walked with Him every evening in the cool of the evening. Well, when we lost, when we fell in the sin, we got separated. And we keep trying to find something to fill that. We do it through drugs, alcohol, anything you think of. But when we get Christ, He comes in into our life and fills that void. Carol and I have 47 years. We said, I do. And it's been a bliss marriage ever since. <coughs> I think it was 25 or 30 years. Our 30th anniversary. Well, our church was on the hill there. I surprised her. She didn't know anything about it. We exchanged our wedding vows again. And many of you in here have done that. And I'll tell you what. I think the older you get when you say them again, how much more they mean to you. And it's like renew you. And it, I, I believe the same way with the Lord. You know, oh, I gave my life 20 years ago to Him. Okay, well, do you need to get back with Him again? And remember all that you've done together, all He's done for you, how He rescued you from it, how He renewed your vows to Him. Oh, wow. Uh, we have a thing called date night.
Now, most time the date night, and I was not going out, sitting in a chair in front of the TV. But see what I'm saying? Purposely having time for one another, you know, to keep things just stimulated. You know, it's easy getting the old swing of things, and you know. But man, it needs to be. It needs to be more than that if we can. That's where the Lord, you know. This week, maybe you find yourself really stalemated and stuff, and just fall, just start dating Jesus again. Dating Him, you know, and only Him. Don't date the world. Say, Lord, you're all I need. Maybe, maybe date Him for 30 days. John, I'm date you for 30 days, Jesus, and I'm not any better than I am now. You know, I mean, but I'm trying to let it stimulate you, to strengthen you. Because the battle is raging. He's calling His people to be prepared, ready to engage. Because He's going to get really ugly. But I'm telling you, all that glory to the Lord as we see more and more souls come to the Lord. He said, I'll meet your needs. Don't worry about that. I'll meet the needs you have right here on earth. But we need us to engage in them. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank You for Your Word today, God. We thank You for that song said today. What an awesome song they shared with us today, Lord. That You love us. You always love us. You'll never stop loving us. And God, we just, we just speak today to You, God. And so the areas that we are lacking, God, the coldness that may become over us, maybe our relationship with You, we allow it to go dim. Father, we've heard You knocking. We've heard You speaking. We heard you saying, Holy Spirit, saying, hey, come over here or say this. And we put it off for whatever reason it was. We just seek you forgiveness. We thank you that you haven't thrown us away. And God, may each one of us be filled more and more with the Holy Spirit, yield to the Holy Spirit. God, help us get a greater thirst for your Word. And that all starts by the Word. By reading your Word, listening to the Word. Help us continue to stimulate one another, Father, as we see the day approaching your return. God, with one stumble, maybe we'll be there to pick them up to encourage them to stand back up again, Lord. And Lord, we ask your spiritual eyes to truly see, Father God, the things of you. To have discernment, Father, knowing of the falseness of some prophets and teaching, Lord. That the Holy Spirit, you are the comforter, you are the guider. You are there to bring back to us everything that the Master has spoken. So we know that we hear your word, Father, that resonates in our spirit. It will come to us in the heat of the battle. Now that we speak it out, Father God, that you will have the victory. We thank you your hand is on our children, our children's children today, Father. Oh, we thank you, Father God, that the name shall be written on the Lamb's book of life, Father. And God, we want to pray for our nation today. God, we pray for those in leadership, Father. We pray for their eyes and ears be open to you, Lord. God, that they will follow you in running this country. God, we pray for the enemies of this nation in Israel. Father, we remove from power, Lord. Remove from power. That godly men and women raise up. Honest men and women with a desire, Father God, to honor you. That this nation would turn back to you completely, God. We are still one nation under you, God. But those are the powers to be. God, the enemy be removed in the name of Yeshua. And godly men and women shall be established in our White House, in our Senate, our representative, in Israel, in our school system, God. And each one of us know that we can make a difference, God. 
to use us, Lord. Use us however you may see fit, Lord. God, we thank you, Father, that you are our hope, our living hope. And God, that, that you allowed us to live in these days to be engaged with the great, greatest battle ever on earth, Father, for the souls of those you created. And you shall have the victory. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 God is awesome. Main thing, be encouraged. Remember the prodigal son? He finally turned around from that pig pen and headed home and the father was there waiting. And if you find yourself being in a pig pen for a while, turn around. Let your heart just go to God. He'll embrace you and reestablish you, man. And you're going to see some awesome, awesome things. So. Amen.